on a plane, and a little girl came up to me and she said, Mr. President, can you take care of Biz Is? I, I thought she said, can I take care of her ears? So he I started said, sniffing her. Said, Biz Is is really important. And guess what? She was dead right. Ah, uh, that's right. Still no one knows what he was talking about. His wife was over in the corner shaking her head, tisk-tisking. He's the leader of the free world. His brain. She's a broke. She's a no good. As Joe Biden yesterday, a little girl, he thought she wanted him to sniff his, wanted him to sniff her ears. Did he start sniffing her? Because we don't have any video of that, do we? He does baby talk, which I think is just around the corner. Coming soon and for the rest of his days. Well, happy Friday to you and uh, welcome. And uh, for our Jewish brothers and sisters under assault in the United States of America, happy Hanukkah to you. Uh, You know, a lot of us are on your side, uh, but uh, not the Democratic Party. That's that's become abundantly clear. Uh, We have a poll today. Did you see the poll, Michael? Did you have time to look at the poll? It's pretty amazing. The number of uh, people, uh, young people in particular, that believe the Holocaust... The Holocaust, World War II, Jewish people, all that. A hoax, not true, didn't happen. This is, uh, they must have gone to Poison Ivy League schools because where do they get this stuff? Well, from the Democrats, from, you know, from campuses, from the teachers' unions in high school and grammar school, from leftists. It's quite an extraordinary thing. But the poll numbers are quite an extraordinary thing, too. Your Democrat Party at work. I got to, you know, if you're a lifelong Democrat and you're Jewish, got to be pretty weird. Got to be, got to be kind of weird. It's like a Twilight Zone, a Twilight Zone episode that doesn't end. Uh, Pretty extraordinary stuff. We got those uh, university presidents, the Poison Ivy League uh, university presidents, MIT and Harvard and they, um, and the University of Pennsylvania. And uh, now there's a, a donor, a big money contributor hedge fund guy says that he's not going to give you. He's going to give a gift of $100 million. Imagine having that kind of money where you're going to give a gift of $100 million to a university because you got too much money. It's burning a hole in your pocket. Hey, University of Pennsylvania, I was going to give you $100 million. Now, well, I'll still give you the $100 million if that woman resigns or if she's fired probably would work too. They should fire to prove that that's just about the money. Don't you think? Because <laughs> really, uh, major universities these days are their real estate investment firms, their Wall Street investment firms. They uh, that's about building the endowment, and it's certainly not about educating young people coming into the system. That's not what it's about at all. We got that. And speaking of Democrats, this is a pretty crazy story too, and the media won't report it accurately, accurately or truthfully. But a 26-year-old African-American woman was arrested. Racist. See, it's the racist justice system. There it is. 26-year-old black woman arrested in Atlanta, Georgia. In Atlanta, Georgia. This is pretty wild. Last night, because she was trying to burn down 
the birthplace of Martin Luther King Jr., the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., and his home, the home he was born in, looks like kind of a nice, neat little house. And here's this woman with a, what did it look like, Michael, a five-gallon can of, uh, of gasoline, uh, the big plastic ones they make now. And she's just dousing the place, walking casually back and forth, pouring gasoline all over the old wooden home, a clapboard home, uh, Martin Luther King's birthplace. And she's drenching the place in gasoline, the front porch and and the uh, the front of the house around the windows and stuff. And she's obviously about to ignite the house. Fortunately, two tourists, they were men, two tourists from Utah spotted the woman. And what did they do? Well, naturally, they started making a video with their phone. <laughs> so, but, you know, but that, that, then, that way everybody can share in it. So these two people from Utah who are uh, probably not Democrats and they're there in Atlanta and they're there to visit the Martin Luther King birthplace, the home, and they see this woman who's African-American and I think that means there's like a 96% chance she's a Democrat, right? Doesn't that, isn't that true that African-American women voting for Democrats because whatever, more crime or something? We got more crime story because of the Democrats, too. But the 26-year-old woman was arrested because a couple of uh, tourists from Utah spotted her and uh, started making video. And they called the police because, you know, that's what you do. They didn't go beat her up or anything. But um, the, the as they called the police, a couple of other tourists showed up. And these other tourists are two police officers from New York who are members of the NYPD. They're NYPD, and they've seen this kind of thing before. They nabbed the woman, and they arrested her and kept her from burning down the birthplace of Martin Luther King Jr. in Atlanta, Georgia. She's under arrest now. I Maybe the Democrats will just let her out without bail and, and give her a can of gas. Who knows what they're going to do next? But that's a pretty amazing story for sure. And the uh, NYPD officers held her until the Atlanta police arrived because the people from Utah had called the Atlanta police. And the video is pretty incredible. Uh, it's impossible to say right now what she was all about, but it could be another fake hate crime. You know how the lefties love fake hate crimes? They love to be victims, and they love to pretend that, you know, Whitey is terrible and and everybody's racist, and really it's just them. It's, uh, it's another projection thing. It's uh, like Victoria Newland. It's the Russian playbook. They accuse you of doing whatever they're actually doing that's uh, or they're planning on doing. It's pretty remarkable stuff. So that's an amazing story, and I'll try to keep you updated on that. It, it also reminded me when I saw this. I'm thinking, hey, wait a minute. Woman, gas can, fire, Atlanta. You may remember, I think it was a week ago today, and you may not remember because it's not being widely reported by our phony corrupt news media, which is filthy and corrupt. Tui! I, I spit in their general direction. And uh, this woman went to the, there's an Israeli consulate in Atlanta, Georgia, you know, regional consulate in Atlanta for the government of Israel. And this woman, and we didn't even know it was a woman for like three days because of the terrible, horrible news reporting from our corrupt news media. But a woman went and uh, drenched herself in gasoline, or they said some flammable liquid. Usually that's what it is. And then ignited herself and self-immolated like a Buddhist monk and uh, right at the Israeli embassy. And the woman uh, uh, burned herself up real good, but she lived. 
which is pretty crazy. Went to the hospital, third-degree burns all over her body. And they and it took us days before we found out it was a woman, like the FBI agent that was carjacked in D.C. It took us days and days and day, maybe a week before we found out that it was a woman that was carjacked, woman FBI agent that was carjacked. But we found out it was a woman that self-immolated outside the Soviet, the, the Soviet, the Israeli consulate. Thinking about the Democrats again, the uh, the Israeli consulate in Atlanta, and we still haven't had the woman identified. We still don't have an identif- You know, they haven't identified. They haven't named the woman that self-immolated a week ago outside the Israeli consulate in Atlanta, Georgia. Why? Why? Uh, is it because releasing her name might, you know, fan the flames, if you will? of Islamophobia, which is an irrational fear of Islam, something like that. That's pretty amazing stuff, but they haven't released the name. This, uh, this case in, uh, in Atlanta, uh, at least we have uh, information on it, which means that, well, why haven't they released information on the other one? It means it's even more curious that they haven't released information on the self-immolation, probably fear of Islamophobia, because you know how those things go. Also, speaking of Islamophobia, you know, the, uh, the Biden administration announced many months ago that they're going to ban, ban, they want to ban everything that they don't want to be mandatory. Uh, that's your Democrat Party. They, uh, they love anything that's mandatory. And if it's not mandatory, mandated by them, then they might want to ban it. But they announced maybe about a year ago, maybe less than that, that uh, the Biden White House did that they were going to ban nationwide the sale of menthol cigarettes. Menthol cigarettes. Now, as I understand it, more than 70% of menthol cigarettes are sold to African Americans. And uh, Joe Biden said, well, it's a public health issue. And we have to ban menthol cigarettes because it's a national health crisis and we got to stop it. And they're, they're, you know, the party of slavery and the Confederacy and Jim Crow, always looking out for the black man. And so they announced they're going to ban, going to ban menthol cigarettes. And then yesterday we learned that they discovered this could be bad for them on election day, that a lot of African-American voters might not like this ban, which many see as being directed at African-Americans who would have to start smoking non-menthol cigarettes, I guess. And uh, that is... That's too much. That's uh, too much of a cross to bear. So the Biden White House yesterday started leaking out, well, we're not going to do it. And I love this. This is my favorite part. Until after the election next year. <laughs> and, you know, so uh, smoke them if you got them. Is their, uh, that's their message to African-Americans today. Because we're not going to ban. We're not going to. No, heck no. Not until after the election. Then we're going to ban them. Because Joe Biden's in theory, at least, only got one more term in him. You know, but I, as I understand it, if he's reelected, he's not going to leave. He's going to become a dictator. He's going to, he's going to, what's he going to do? He's going to use the FBI against his political enemies. Oh, oh, wait, too late, already doing that. And the Justice Department, oh, oh, oh yeah. And the IRS going to use the IRS. Well, okay, so nothing will change. So he's going to remain a dictator, I guess, is the, the reality there. That's pretty extraordinary stuff, isn't it? Our news media is the most corrupt institution in America, isn't it? Yes, it is. Everybody knows that. So they announced, yeah, you know you know that whole ban. So African-Americans, 
You know that whole band, Democrats looking out for public health, looking out for the health of African Americans. They decided that whole health thing is going to have to be put on pause. That's on hold now because there's an election to win next year, and that's your Democrat Party. They really don't care about human life, do they? They're the party of abortion. You know where the one area where they're, where they're uh, pro-life? The death penalty. They don't want murderers to, you know, uh, find themselves on hard times. They don't want uh, drug trafficking kingpins of Mexican cartels who murder hundreds and leave them hanging under bridges by their ankles. They don't want those people to face uh, the death penalty. Those are, that's the one group of people they really want to live. Murderers. That's your Democrat Party. Babies, little tiny children, they don't care so much. That's a different thing altogether. So we got that going. Uh, Also, you know, the Council on American-Islamic Relations, that CARE, they call them CARE, which is kind of ironic. And uh, CARE, they've got got a big leader there, CARE. And, you know, the Democrats, they invite CARE to the White House. I've been talking about CARE. I've been dealing with CARE for many, many years. They are what is known as soft jihad. They are cultural jihad. Living within us, they're giving us the soft sell on the jihad against Western civilization. And the leader of uh, CARE is on camera, no less. And, and again, these people are invited to the Obama White House and doubtless the Obama, uh, excuse me, the Biden White House as well. Obama, Biden, uh, I think going back to Clinton, invitations to the White House. The head of CARE, um, his comments, first of all, that he was happy about October 7th, you know, the dismembering, dismemberment of women, the rape, the kidnapping, the hostages, uh, the more rape, the more murder, the decapitations, the, you know, the genital mutilation. He uh, He's happy about that. He's the head of the, it's a civil rights group. The news media will tell you it's a Muslim civil rights group. And he said he's happy. That's the word he used about October 7th. And then he also said that uh, he he knows that Israel doesn't have a right to defend itself. That Hamas, because of the occupation, that's what he said, because of the occupation, Hamas has a right to defend itself by raping and murdering. But Israel has no right to self-defense because he said it's an occupying force. It's an occupation. Interestingly, that's the word that Barack Obama used, too. Barack Hussein Obama. Can't say that, though, because it's racist and Islamophobic. One in five young Americans think the Holocaust is a hoax. One in five. You know why, Michael? Democrats. Democrats. That's what I'm telling you. And angry liberals, why a white billionaire slammed Harvard's first black president as a so-called diversity hire. They really despise the truth, don't they? Oh, and uh, Hunter Biden finds himself with new charges, a whole bunch of new charges. I want to share with you how much money he spent on prostitutes. Prostitutes? More than, uh, well, way more than the average family of four makes in the United States. Hunter Biden, he's got a lot of that Ukrainian cash on hand. And he likes him some prostitutes. Got that coming up. We are at 888-630-9625.
Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. Also, uh, many of you may be old enough to remember when, when Donald Trump was president and there was no war in the Middle East and there was no war in Europe and China wasn't threatening to invade Taiwan. Uh, there was peace everywhere. And that's probably because he was a dictator or something like that. Just, uh, just amazing stuff. Yes, sir. Um, now, let's grab a phone call. What do you say? Let's go to uh, let's go to Philip, formerly of Arlington, now living in free America. Wolverines, Philip, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Good morning, Chris. Thanks for taking my call. In the last several days, Kabul Kirby, Defense Secretary Austin, and corrupt President Joe Biden have effectively threatened American senators and the American people that if we don't send money to Ukraine, our sons and daughters will be sent to die for Ukraine. Chris, can you believe a time when we've had somebody, all three leaders, stand up there and threaten our children? And guess what? All to keep the money that Ukraine funneled to the Biden family secret. Zelensky has got the compromise on the Biden family, and now he's, they're threatening our children. Yeah, remember all the talk of Compromat, and we had Adam Schiffless going around using the word Compromat like he's a fluent Russian speaker when they were trying to push this Russian collusion thing. And it kind of looks, Philip, like the Democrat Party is, uh, is in cahoots with, certainly with Ukraine, which gave millions of dollars to the Biden family. The CEO Burisma said that he had to pay bribes, $5 million to Joe Biden, $5 million to Hunter Biden. And boy, are they getting their money back in spades, tens of billions. And you're right, Philip, I, you brought it up. I'm going to share the audio. I'm going to share this story with the audience just on the other side. Now they're threatening three wars. This is Biden, the foreign policy expert. Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, The Stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find oh. it really interesting. I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. There's yeah, safe. I can't wait. This is I'm excited. Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. The most serious risk to the country, I think, is that the Russians possess compromising information, what they call compromat, that can influence this president's conduct of American policy. Ah, yes, the inchworm, Adam Schiffless, whipping out his compromat. 
what they call compromat. He's such an intelligent man, such a serious man. He's a psychopath. He's the biggest liar in Washington, D.C., which is like being the fastest car at the Indianapolis 500. That man is a psycho, and uh, he's leaving the House, you know. He's leaving Congress. He's going to go do something sleazier uh, because that's the kind of guy that he is. Now, our caller, Philip, just brought up a uh, story, and, and, you know, it's all over the news today, that Tucker Carlson, oh, Tucker Carlson said that that uh, our defense secretary, Lloyd Austin, a retired general, because the left is very militaristic. In fact, the spokesman at the Pentagon is a uniformed military officer now, too, a one-star Air Force. And uh, it's always been a, a civilian before, but under Biden, it's a military man. And the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, had just retired as a four-star Army general. Um, you know, so those civilian positions, these are civilian positions traditionally and historically. But under Biden, their military positions, they, it doesn't make a lot of difference. Lloyd Austin took off his uniform, went back to work in the Pentagon. But uh, the story that is out there, Tucker and, the, and Tucker Carlson's being attacked, of course, because he's, he's a villain, according to the left. But uh, Tucker Carlson, Biden administration is openly threatening Americans over Ukraine in a classified briefing in the House of Representatives yesterday. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin informed members that if they don't appropriate more money for Zelensky and Ukraine, you know, who paid millions of dollars to the Biden family, quote, we'll send your uncles, cousins, and sons to fight Russia. So that's the uh, thing, you know, got a Tucker Carlson in an ex post, pay the oligarchs or we'll kill your kids. And a portion of this is in a quote, in quotation marks, on Tucker Carlson's ex-post, we'll send your uncles, cousins, and sons to fight Russia. Now, he says that Lloyd Austin was up on Capitol Hill in a classified briefing, and it's about funding, 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 right? Got to fuel the military-industrial complex and the wars. So, uh, also, Joe Biden may be looking at a third war in South America, looking at uh, another war in South America, because the commie, Nicolas Maduro, in Venezuela, uh, maybe attacking Guyana, where we keep Jonestown. Remember Jonestown? That was another victory for socialism, the mass suicide of more than 900 people there. Uh, but that's what Tucker Carlson posted, and that's got the media in a tizzy because they're so corrupt. It's just, it's just amazing. And the threat is pass more aid. Now, it may be precisely what he said, a direct quote given to Tucker Carlson by someone that was in the Lloyd Austin uh, meeting in the Lloyd Austin briefing. But um, this would come as no surprise because Michael Piercy and I, we we pulled audio. That's Radio Tuck. We pulled audio from day before yesterday when Joe Biden was talking about this. And there are two sound bites that I want to play you. Uh, I want to play for you that, that um, you know, may back what Tucker Carlson is saying. Uh, what he's saying that our defense secretary Lloyd Austin said on Capitol Hill. So let's go to uh, let's go to Joe Biden from from the day before yesterday. Adam Schiff, it's the compromat, you know. What a clown! What a clown car this whole city is, honestly. But Philip brought it up, and we're responsive. This is interactive media. Try calling CNN and telling them to just 
you know, change course and do this story. It's a story we were looking at anyway. But here's Joe Biden. And again, we pulled this audio day before from Joe Biden day before yesterday. And here's what Joe, he was on camera at the White House talking out there, you know, in front of Dog and everyone. Dog is his co-pilot. And uh, this is what Joe Biden said. Well, we've committed as a NATO member that we defend every inch of NATO territory. Then we'll have something that we don't seek and that we don't have today. American troops fighting Russian troops. American troops fighting Russian troops if he moves into other parts of NATO. This is if he moves into other parts of NATO. Well, first of all, Ukraine is not a part of NATO, so it wouldn't be other parts of NATO, you illiterate dimwit, you numbskull. He's our foreign policy expert. Uh, And there are NATO countries that border Ukraine, and we had promised Russia, the Soviet Union, that we would not expand NATO eastward, and then we did. But, uh, you know, hey, what's a promise? What's a promise worth, anyway? International politics, war and peace, Russia, nuclear weapons, all that stuff. So what Joe Biden said day before yesterday, and he's and what he's doing is he's threatening the Republicans. See, you got to give me, what's the latest number? $60 billion, whatever, for, for Ukraine. And the Republicans are saying, well, wait a minute, let's tap the brakes. Where did all this money go that we've already given them? And they're like, shut up, racist. And uh, Senator, well, we want to know where the money's going. We need to have somebody keeping tabs on where all the money's going because the, Ukraine is a famously, notoriously, and historically corrupt country. And we keep throwing tens of billions of our dollars at them. And I know most of it's supposed to just turn around, come right back to the military industrial complex, the, the big arms contractors who are making out like bandits on Ukraine because the Democrats and Putin, you know, commie on commie. And Joe Biden says, he, what he's saying is, if Russia wins, if they defeat Ukraine, conquer Ukraine militarily, then where are we going to be? Because the line that we've drawn in Ukraine will be erased, and then Russia and Putin's army will be in Ukraine, and and they're already up against NATO countries all over the place that they're not invading, but okay. And then, you see, the NATO countries will will be threatened by Putin, and if he invades them, then Article 5 of the NATO Charter would kick in, and we would have to commit American troops to go fight Russia because our NATO allies with the eastern expansion of NATO will have triggered Article 5 of the NATO Charter, right? That's what he's threatening. And what he's saying is, Republicans have to give us the money, otherwise American troops will be sent to defend NATO countries and Americans will die and your sons and your uncles and... I don't know why your uncles, but okay. And um, somebody's uncle, and and they're going to go have to fight Russia which I don't think would fare very well against us. You look at uh, how they're doing against Ukraine for the last two years, but but never mind that. Uh, you don't want to get into a fight. Uh, and, you know, Joe Biden, how many wars are you going to have? And the commies in Venezuela are threatening to invade the country next door, and now there's talk of sending U.S. troops there. That would be three wars. The Eurasian continent, South American continent, the Middle East, and then look for China to make a move on Taiwan if we start committing ourselves to Venezuela and Guyana. Guyana, it's a country in South America. But I'm not done yet because Cobble Kirby, you know Cobble Kirby, he's our very own Baghdad Bob. 
and Cowboy Kirby was out there, and he was a little more pointed. Again, what Tucker Carlson is saying and what Tucker Carlson is reporting that Lloyd Austin said to members of Congress is not only not inconsistent with what Joe Biden and his spokesman for the National Security Council, Cowboy Kirby, have said, it's perfectly consistent and in line with what Joe Biden and Cabal Kirby have said. Here's This is Cabal Kirby yesterday or day before yesterday. Day before yesterday also. Joe Biden, day before yesterday, threatening, oh no, we need the money immediately because they're going to run out of bullets in like 20 minutes. And then if we appropriate the money, then oh, we can all breathe a sigh of relief because bullets will magically appear. Joe Biden has sent cluster munitions, which most countries consider to be illegal, to Ukraine for use. They kill a lot of civilians and, you know, a lot of uh, cluster munitions that scatter basically little mines, bomblets uh, throughout an area. Some of them don't go off. And then naturally the kids find them a year later, ask Princess Diana, and uh, terrible things happen. So cluster. He's also sent depleted uranium munitions, which the left opposes, unless Democrats are sending them around the world. Uh, Here's Kabul Kirby day before yesterday. And so we can't support Ukraine. Their chief advisor yesterday said, they're likely to lose this war if they lose U.S. support. And Putin gets all of Ukraine, then what? Then where does he go? Because right then, he's up against the eastern flank of NATO. And if you think the cost of supporting Ukraine is high now, just imagine how much higher it's going to be, not just in national treasure, but in American blood, if he starts going after one of our NATO allies. Because as the president also said, we take our Article 5 commitments very seriously. See, there's Cabal Kirby and there's Joe Biden. So what Tucker Carlson is reporting, the Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin said on Capitol Hill, is perfectly consistent with their current talking points. Now, this is about terrorism. The Democrats are the terrorists here, and they're threatening massive land war in Europe with American troops when NATO is attacked, which presumably Putin is going to do after he defeats Ukraine. It's been two years now. And uh, no Democrats are calling for a ceasefire. Have you noticed this? Why is that? Tens and tens of billions of dollars being poured into Ukraine. We were told, CBS News reported a couple of weeks ago, more than 70,000 Ukrainian troops have been killed in two years. Right? We had more than 58,000, fewer than 59,000 American troops killed in the Vietnam War between 1959 and 1975. And they've had a number much greater than that killed in Ukraine in two years. And the American war machine is just pouring money in. It's a proxy fight. But the military-industrial complex votes for Joe Biden. I'll tell you that much. And so they want tens of billions more to pour into Ukraine because we have to stop. And look, you can have this argument, and I spent 10 years in the Pentagon. It's a it's a legitimate discussion to have. If Putin rolls over Ukraine and now he owns Ukraine, uh, what does he do then? Well, does that mean he attacks NATO? I don't think so. We outgun him, we outman him, uh, we outmoney him, we outdo him in every imaginable way. Why would he trigger all-out war with NATO attacking him by striking a NATO country? That would be a part of the discussion in the first minute or so if you're tabletopping this at the Pentagon. So wait a minute, he's going to, so he's got Ukraine. 
Why doesn't he just attack uh, NATO now? Why didn't he attack NATO before he attacked Ukraine a couple of years ago? Why didn't uh, Barack Obama do anything when he invaded Crimea, also part of Ukraine? So this is it. Now, the uh, according to Tucker Carlson, perfectly reasonable reporting. Lloyd Austin is making the same threat that American troops, uncles and nephews, will uh, die fighting Russia because we didn't give money to Ukraine fast enough. And the Democrats are pounding the table and yelling, we need to give money to Ukraine fast enough. Again, according to the CEO of Burisma, he funneled $5 million to Joe Biden, $5 million to Hunter Biden. That's separate and aside from the million-dollar-a-year no-show job that Hunter Biden had with Burisma, the Ukrainian gas company. Joe, Joe Biden had the prosecutor fired there that was investigating corruption at Burisma, and Burisma gave the Biden family $10 million. But that's not even all of it because that doesn't count the million dollars a year going to Hunter Biden for the no-show job on the board of Burisma. He's never worked in the oil and gas industry. He's never worked in Ukraine, Hunter Biden. But they're sending him a million dollars a year, just shy of a million dollars a year, to sit on the board. And his buddy, too, Devin Archer, who has also since been convicted of other crimes for fleecing and shaking down a Native American nation, an Indian tribe, because they're all crooks. It's it's an organized crime family. And, uh, you know, here are the receipts because the Republicans in the House of Representatives have been been supplying them. So, Cobble Kirby, and again, now Tucker Carlson's being attacked. Oh, this outrageous reporting. Well, and, and this, this goes to something else I say all the time because it's true. They don't follow the news. The news media people, ask them what was in the news yesterday, and chances are good that they won't know. Oh, Tucker Carlson saying this outrageous thing about Lloyd Austin. That's that's not true. Really, Joe Biden said in as much as the same thing day before yesterday. And then his spokesmodel, Cobble Kirby, the disgraced former admiral, uh, he said the same thing day before yesterday. And they're threatening us with a massive NATO on Russia war in Europe. If we don't give the money up now, and the Republicans are saying, wait, 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 wait. If we're going to be giving tens of billions of dollars again, maybe we should have somebody keeping tabs on where our money's going. And the Democrats just scream at you, racist, because they don't want anybody keeping tabs on where the money's going. Now, with that said, I haven't gotten into the uh, now talking war in South America because, you know, Putin's a commie. Biden's a commie. They're all commies. Commies everywhere. Democrat Party. But now, what about this third war for Biden? U.S. vows unwavering support for Guyana. That's right. Guyana in South America. Because there's an invasion threat from Nicolas Maduro. A Putin ally in Venezuela, commies. Brazil is moving troops. Guyana is moving troops. And Joe Biden is promising unwavering support. This guy's really good news for the military-industrial complex, but not so much for the world. 
Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening, wherever you listen. So the Democrats, meaning Biden and those gang of corrupt idiots, they've got this gigantic, ridiculous bill $106 billion, which includes $61 billion more for Ukraine, which means that in uh, when that passes, and it will, we will have given Ukraine more money in two years for war than the United States has given Israel in 75 years. And uh, Israel should give uh, the Biden family $10 million and see if that helps. I think it probably will. We are overfunding this, and uh, to say the least, and we're not following the money. Let's uh, grab a phone call, Michael. Let's go to Meredith, calling from Furman, Alabama, listening by way of the miracle of iHeart on Al Gore's amazing internet. Meredith, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris. The reason we have to send money to uh, Ukraine is because they have a dossier on Slow Mojo and Hunter the size of the New York City Yellow Pages. <laughs> no kidding. Well, I got to tell you, I, I really... It, it, either, yeah, we either cough it up or it's done. I, um, you know, the, the, it is ironic that we have a, a news media in the United States, Meredith, that pays no attention to any of this and shouts down anyone that brings it up. It's quite extraordinary, but we know that the CEO of Burisma said he was, and he called it a bribe, $5 million to Joe Biden, $5 million to Hunter Biden, plus a million dollars a year to Hunter Biden for a no-show job as a board member on the Burisma Gas Company, a business he's never worked in, a country he's never been to, a language he doesn't speak. And the New York Times and CNN see nothing unusual about this, think it's perfectly ordinary. And then, of course, there's Hunter. Talk about dossiers and peeing prostitutes. That's where you're going to find all that in the dossier. Well, I'm shocked to find that there's gambling in Casablanca. Right. Honestly. Surely. Yeah. <laughs> honestly. And, and, you know, they get away with it, Meredith, because of our news media, don't they? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And one other thing, too, I'd like to mention is that I have to admire you for uh, for the squad that you do every night. Thank heaven. How you tolerate Jason Nichols? I, God love you. <laughs> Proof that anyone can become a college professor and a, and a leftist pundit. Well, well, thank you for watching. I uh, <laughs> thank you for watching the Newsmax show.
The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. 